Hello and welcome to this Black Talk Radio News Report. My name, of course, is Scotty Reed. Black Talk Radio News is part of the Black Talk Radio Network. Check them out online or check us out, I should say, online. If you would like to continue to support the independent media um, that we distribute through our platform, please consider making a donation today. Now, this is a big news story. I've yet to see it come across any mainstream news channels. Um, I follow Breaking Points, so I subscribe to Breaking Points YouTube channel. And I came across this report yesterday about the origins of COVID. And I mean, it's a black blockbuster report. And I'm going to share a couple of excerpts from that report with you, but just to set it up, you know, when COVID-19 first started, a lot of people say 2020, but it actually started in the winter months of 2019. And there was a lot of argument back and forth, for I should say debate about the origins of COVID. Now, back then, you know, I did a couple of programs on it and I was leaning more towards the origin being from nature, being from that wet market um, in China, the same way other viruses have emerged. But I was incorrect. But I did say whether it was a lab leak origin or whether, you know, it came from this wet market, our response to COVID should be the same, meaning mask up um, in public places, Social distancing, you know, making sure you sanitize your hands, don't be touching your face and stuff like that unless you're sure your hands are clean. Just all these little precautions that to this date have uh, kept me from actually getting COVID. But I'm very angry at this report because family members of mine got hit with COVID pretty bad. And as it turns out, we do have evidence now that points to a smoking gun of this being an engineered virus. So without further delay, I'm going to play some of those excerpts from you from Breaking Points report on this yesterday. Joining us now is Emily Kopp. She's a reporter at U.S. Right to Know. She's done some of the best work that there is on the lab leak hypothesis on that investigation. She's joining us now for our, our latest report. Thank you so much for joining us, Emily. Great to be here. Absolutely. So we've covered your work here for a long time, and we have one of your latest that we could put up there on the screen. Let's see it. U.S. scientists propose to make viruses with unique features of SARS-CoV-2 in Wuhan. All right, so uh, it's a headline, uh, which is, you know, we got a little bit of uh, some jargon in there. Unique features, SARS-CoV-2, I think that's COVID. Wuhan, I think I'm a little bit familiar. Some of our viewers probably know, but just break this down for the average person. They have a little bit of familiarity with COVID, with the lab leak and more. What did you find in this report? Sure, so it's a little bit of an understated headline, I'll give you that, but um, takeaway is origins of COVID solved, question mark. Basically, what we found is that some of the most unusual features of the SARS-CoV-2 genome, the things that made SARS-CoV-2 SARS-CoV-2, the most pathogenic virus of the last 100 years, were, I mean, they're very rare in nature, Mm -hmm. but they were central to the esoteric research interests of the top coronavirus virologists in the world, Ralph Barrick, and the top coronavirus collectors in the world, Peter Daszak and um, you know, the Wuhan yeah. Institute of Virology. We also found that while these scientists told um, the U.S. government that they were going to be doing this high-risk virology 
at UNC under relatively strict biosafety protocol, they were actually going to secretly be outsourcing much of this research to the Wuhan Institute of Virology under an inadequate biosafety level, um, essentially in order to save on costs and to be able to do the work more quickly. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, obviously that is very concerning. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. <laughs> the work you've been doing on this. Yes. Thank you. But I'm, I'm curious what it's been like to see so little mainstream media uh, follow up on, on this reporting, because we're talking about a pandemic that killed at least 25 million people, correct me if I'm wrong here, upended uh, our geopolitics, upended our politics, our economy, uh, the number of people who are suffering uh, th uh, from, you know, having lived through COVID, have, you know, and on and on is just, the damage is incalculable. And the evidence points to a small group of people breaking rules uh, because, you know, the Obama administration had put in place restrictions around this type of research that they you know, went around in order uh, in order to do this. Small group of people, we're talking fewer than a dozen perhaps, um, doing something not on purpose, you know, but recklessly knowing that it was a possibility. Uh, Anthony Fauci in 2014 said that, you know, the, the potential risks outweigh the, outweigh the benefits of this type of research. I think that's absurd given uh, the, the costs that we've endured. So what's it been like uh, from your perspective to see so little uh, follow-up at this point? The New York Times, if you only read the New York Times, you believe that it's open and shut case and it came out, Natural of, order. Came out of that and you're racist. And, it was a bat and then it was a raccoon dog and I just yeah. see him now. Yeah, so yeah. What, what, what's it been like uh, to, to know the opposite and to watch this unfold? I mean, it's maddening. I, uh, it's, it makes me feel like I'm <laughs> losing it a little bit. But I mean, I think some of the things that are at play are the same things that are making this show so popular. I think the mainstream media is becoming culturally irrelevant. Mm -hmm. um, and to me, I think my theory just kind of coming out of the health reporting space and knowing kind of the culture and some of the editors who are running the health and science desks at um, these major outlets, I think they're friends with Fauci, to be yeah. honest. Yes. I think it's just personal relationships um, and they really admire him. And I think they have a hard time grasping the idea that someone who had good intentions um, and who might not be a bad person might've made a catastrophic error in judgment. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm going to push back on some of the stuff that they um, said there. Um, again, they broke rules. The Obama administration put rules in place for this high-risk um, type of research. And these people intentionally, you know, uh, the guy there says that they unintentionally did this. No, if you went around the rules, if you broke the rules, okay, if you outsource this dangerous resource, research to a laboratory in China, which may not have such strict rules as required if you was doing the research here, and who knows if the Chinese government uh, was full, had full knowledge of this research being done in a country, because they got hit the hardest. They got hit the hardest. Their economy got hit pretty bad, but, you know, 25 million people and counting, 25 million people and counting have died from this virus, and then untold numbers of others 
affected with things called long COVID. And, you know, they want to talk about Fauci being a good person. Well, I'm going to post a link to this full art, to this full news report uh, by Breaking Points so that you can listen to the rest and get more context. But these people were acknowledging behind the scenes that the uh, COVID virus seemed to be engineered, that the evidence pointed towards an engineered virus by this man. What did he say? What did she say? Ralph Barrick, the research that he was doing. So this happened during the Trump administration, but we don't know uh, what he told the Trump administration and the government regulators over this type of research. Again, the Obama administration put regulations in place to prevent such a thing happening, and they ignored them. These particular researchers ignored it. And as a result, we had a worldwide pandemic that we hadn't seen the likes of since, who knows, the 1918 flu or the bubonic plague. And I think that this is, I don't think they intentionally meant to kill people. They didn't mean for this to intentionally happen, but they knew it could happen by breaking the rules and going around the rules. So to me, this person or person should be charged with involuntary manslaughter because they, they caused a, a unprecedented damage uh, to the globe, to the planet, to the people of the planet. So, I think Donald Trump owes China a policy. He's making, you know, that man child making all those jokes, calling it the China virus and things of that nature. Turns out that this is the doing of American scientists. All right, this has been Scotty Reed with a Black Talk Radio News Report. Please continue to support the independent production of media. Peace and blessings to all.